Good morning, Papua New Guinea. It's another bright Monday morning, and everyone's out and about back at work after the weekend. Those who are blue supporters are very excited and very satisfied and are gloating. There's a bounce in their step. Those who are maroon supporters are very upset. They're going about looking very long-faced. And here's the crazy thing about this. This is a rugby league event that takes place in Australia. It does not involve Papua New Guineans other than the fact that rugby league, rugby league mad Papua New Guinea goes crazy every time the state of origin is played about a game that's played in another country by other people who have absolutely very little connection to this country and in many instances who don't know or don't care about what goes on here. But anyway, that's a rant for another podcast. This podcast is about what's going on in Hella and Southern Highlands and about the fact that mainstream media continues, continues to report Report propaganda that tells the people in this country and at large in the region and the world that everything is great over there, that there's nothing wrong, that the tribal issues over there, the violence, the burning down of the plane and the airport and the courthouse and all those events that should shock a nation and the world indeed are just mere incidents that will be dealt with by the government. The government has sent 200 soldiers over there to quell what's going on, they claim, or to deal with what's happening, or to attend to the lawlessness. Wrong move. Anyway, here's another bit of information that should alarm this country and the world, in fact, and that is the fact that PDL-8 landowners have claimed that since two weeks has passed since their demand for their 32 million kino royalty has not been paid, their demand has not been heeded by Exxon and this government, that everything there will be shut down, including the wellhead, and that they are going to insist that the government and its delegates, representatives of Exxon, turn up there, apologize to them, pay them their dues and other benefits that have been promised, and things will then return back to normal. They've also warned that they are very well armed and they are not worried about the police or the defense forces, and that they're willing to convert their concerns their anger and bitterness into Bougainville Part 2. This particular statement should worry Papua New Guinea. This tells you that here are a group of very frustrated people who have arms and who are very determined to basically do what they say they will do. They've already demonstrated that. They've burnt down 39 million kina worth of equipment and they've shut down that particular part of the operations and they're willing to continue maintaining that shutdown if they're not heard. Now, how does the government react? Well, mainstream media goes into action, churning out government propaganda, print media especially, telling the rest of this country and the world that all is fine, that these are minor issues. In fact, a particular uh, so-called landowner in Port Moresby, with a number of members of parliament, came out in the media claiming that these people were not landowners. Well, they're on the land. They're up there. And they insist that they are landowners. And they've said, if you're a landowner in Port Moresby, hanging around with members of parliament, ministers, whatever, well, you come up here and let us see you open this. Let us see you return this situation back to normalcy. So-called landowners, come up here and do this. This has been what they've been saying, okay? Now, you have to wonder why this has come to this. Well, it's come to this because Exxon and Oil Search, in their haste, and the government of Papua New Guinea at that time, in their haste to progress this project, in their haste to deliver in a timely manner to satisfy their shareholders and financiers and sponsors and whatnot, 
in their haste overlooked the very complex landowner issues that exist in all parts of Papua New Guinea, wherever there are resources, wherever there is land, and wherever there are landowners. They grabbed a bunch of people and took them to East New Britain Rabaul to sign all these agreements. A large number of these people were not landowners. And after these agreements were signed, off they went to deliver the project. Now, people in these places or in these locations had not yet realized what had happened, but they were excited. For the first time, they could see development taking place. For the first time, they could see progress. They could see things happening. They've been shut off from the rest of the country for so long. No roads, no bridges, no hope, you know. And all of a sudden, there's this thriving hub of activity. There's this you know, very active effort by all types of players, foreigners and Papua New Guineans, to get in, build airport, build roads and bridges, and bring what they thought was going to be development. And they were promised significant amounts of money. Nothing happened. Years went by, you know. Eventually, uh, the construction period ended, and everyone, you know, went back to their villages. There was no more work. They were still hopeful. And each time the liaison officers and the, the community you know, leaders were being used to tell the people that things are well, things are good, things are okay, you know. But the monies were not coming home. Shipments were going out. Billions were being made. They could see this. They could sense this. No one was really telling them anything other than the fact that, hey, you guys are okay. Look, don't worry. You're going to get your money. They could see America getting their money. They could see Australia getting their money. They could see everybody else getting money except them. And they own the resources. Now, how do you think they would feel? Of course, they'd be upset. Of course, they'd feel that someone somewhere along the way is lying to them, whether they're leaders, parliamentary leaders, or Exxon officials, oil search officials, Whoever, but they know that somewhere along the way something went wrong that they are being lied to. When they went to Exxon, Exxon said, hey, it's not our fault, we've been paying your government. When they went to the government, the government said, well, you took us to court because, you know, you didn't realize who was signing and you said this was yours and that was theirs and whatnot and this issue is now in court. We've got to keep all your money offshore until such time as the court decides what's going on. You know, people are very upset about this. All they know is that years later, everyone else is getting rich on, you know, at their expense. Everyone else is benefiting from their resource and they're getting nothing out of it. And this is why they're upset. And the way to handle it is not to send troops up there, not to send soldiers or the police. The way to handle it is to sit down with them and resolve this conflict through the Melanesian conflict resolution processes that have, that have worked for us for thousands of years. And come good on these promises that you've made. Come good on delivering what it is that you claimed you would deliver. You know? And I agree that this, this project should remain shut until this matter is dealt with. If you actually look at how the project was, uh, how the agreements were designed, structured, and entered into, there was lack of due diligence on the part of Exxon, Oil Search, and the government. They never did an, a thorough, comprehensive social mapping effort to be able to identify genuine landowners, genuine landowners, and sign these agreements with these genuine landowners. Everybody that's going to be involved, how they're involved, where they are, who they are, that was never, ever thoroughly determined. And this is why we are having this problem now.
And it's not just our gas and oil landowners. It's landowners of every other resource in this country. Government departments no longer protect government interests. Government departments are now hell-bent on selling PNG resources, PNG interests. And often for very little, very nothing, you know? And meanwhile, landowners are left frustrated. They don't know what's happening. They don't have the wherewithal to take these matters to court. And when they try to take it to court, they're attacked and rebuked by their own government, the government that they entrusted to serve them and protect them. This is very dangerous for Papua New Guinea because 97% of our land is owned by landowners. Each and every one of us who are Papua New Guineans own land somewhere. And eventually, if we keep getting treated this way, then landowners are going to not stand for it. They're going to rise up. Bougainville is a classic example. And the people of Angora PDL8 have stated this. They said if they're willing to prepared to take their actions, their anger, their bitterness, their frustrations to a point where they will they will reignite Bougainville and say Bougainville part two will be replicated there in Angora. And they look like they're serious about it, you know. And people in Port Moresby with members of parliament and ministers running around claiming to be landowners shouldn't be making statements that are going to incite more and more violence. They should be actually looking at how to engage with the real landowners and resolve these issues. This has been Gary Jufa on Wake Up PNG. Have a great day. Till later.